Hello and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. I'm Aprilian on the Belgun and the Earth and Ring server. This is episode 19, recorded Wednesday, April 11th, 2007. To be honest, I don't really have a title for this episode. I'm going to focus on a few th- different things and uh, let's maybe file it under miscellaneous. Uh, well, let's start with what's been going on. I've just decided to restructure control alt while and from now on it'll be just four sections. What's going on, tips for playing with alts, email, and closing thoughts. I think alt roundup will not be a separate episode or section because uh, my alts are, will be mentioned in all of the sections. I did this mainly because I found that sometimes when talking about what was going on, I was holding back from talking about things that I was going to cover in Alt Roundup. Okay, so let's see what's been going on. I've decided to give my try, give a try at PvP again. I think I might have mentioned this before, but uh, I have two, created two characters on the Lathon PvP server. I want to see how interesting it would be to be able to do a box with two characters on the same server at the same time. Perhaps it will cut back on the ganking. I've also joined Randy Deluxe's guild. Now, now Randy Deluxe is on the Instance podcast, one of my favorites, and also the podcast that uh, sponsored the Alea Iacta Est guild on the Earth and Ring server that um have several characters on. Randy Deluxe decided that he would much rather be on a PvP server. To quote him, he said, or to paraphrase him, he said it's just not right that a low-level gnome can brush up against his level 70 horde character and do the fart emote, which if you're on a PvP server, you probably wouldn't try doing. Uh, I've also tried the Battlegrounds. I took Aprilian, who is my level 19 at the time, Blood Elf. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Blood Elf Warlock. And, you know, she had good gear. She had excellent, I thought, everything. And she was properly trained as a warlock. And she, at first I was going to take my Void Walker, but I decided to take my imp because of the blood pack which gives extra stamina and she got just killed over and over and over again and when I thought about this I couldn't figure out why I tried to use tactics I tried to go in and hit I tried to be proactive and watch everything but no matter what I did I would still end up at the graveyard and so, you know, I decided to give up. I mean, I still got marks, and I, I still had lots of fun, but I felt like I wasn't contributing to the group, and I felt kind of like, you know, nothing. <laughs> it really was a big ego basher. And then I was listening to another podcast. I think it was... Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but I'll put it in the show notes. And they were doing an interview of a uh, 
priest who was a high-level PVP person. And it turns out that you need to really be focused. You need to have excellent keyboard mapping. You need to just totally PVP yourself out. And, you know, you might think, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go up against this guy who's level 19. But it doesn't matter whether or not you're level 19 and he's a level 19. What matters is what level the person behind the tune is. And if he's a level 19 who's had 20 level 19s, then you're just going to die or you're not going to do as well. But I, I still think it was a fun thing to do. And the thing to, that's really great about it is it seems like it, you can get your alt to level 19 and then save that alt to be a PvP only no, and then move to another alt to actually play with. And when you when you get that next alt to a level 29, you can save that one and then so on and so forth because from what I'm understanding is you want to be the highest level of each section, although they say 10 to 19, 20 to 29. I found that mostly I find in there are the nines and of course there's a lot of twinks. But if you're an altaholic, then this is right up your alley. You can set aside this alt to be just that PvP alt. I'm not telling anybody to give up if you if you don't want to spend the effort. In fact, I'm sure I will go back into the battlegrounds again and try. But it's just not uh, for everyone. So if you're like me and you go in and you feel a little overwhelmed, don't feel so bad. It, it's part of the battleground experience. Now, I want to go over a few things that I did this week. The first thing that I did was I visited Shatrath. I have to tell you that that's the big city in Outland, and it was an amazing experience. I found out in Guild Chat that you can get a port there with a mage. So I logged on to Realfire, who is my level 48 hunter, uh, Torin, on the Belgrun server, and I did a slash who 70 mage search, and I whispered a few mages. At first, I was whispering mages in Shadrath which then I realized, or I was told, that I needed to find a mage near me, as one mage kindly pointed out. Mages port warlock summon. So I found one in Undercity who was willing to port me for one gold. And I did it. I mean, I got over to Undercity, I gave him, opened a trade window, gave him one gold, and he did his little circle thing in the lights, in the vision of the city hazing showed up and I clicked on it and bam I'm in Shatrath. I immediately logged on to Aprilian who was my alt on the other account in on the Belgian server. Uh, she's a level 54 troll, did the same thing with her with the same mage and the two of them just stood in Shatrath city like uh, two country bumpkins standing in uh, in New York you know, just staring up at the buildings and uh, just being in awe. It was the prettiest place. It was fascinating. There were all sorts of interesting people running around. And uh, we actually ended up getting lost trying to find the inn. 
And then I had to had to log off, I think, and go to bed or something. The next day, I logged into Earthen Ring and I did the same thing with Aprilian, my level 20 blood elf. And she ended up in Shatrath City and ran right into a couple of guild, ma guild mates, uh, Ashoyo and Calisynth, and who are two awesome warlocks. And I was so excited and I said, you know, I want to set my hearthstone here. And they helped me find the inn. And then we, one of them mentioned in guild chat that we were in Shatrath City and we ended up summoning because we are, um, Apulian is a, a warlock and those two ladies were warlocks. So we ended up summoning a bunch of people. And it was really a lot of fun. The neatest thing about Shatrath, and I hope I'm saying it right, is that there are eight portals, or portals to take you to the eight major cities, uh, four for each faction, and you can only go to the city of your own faction. So there's an Undercity, an Ogremar, and a Thunderbluff, and a Silver Moon portal. So if by setting my Hearthstone there, I can basically get anywhere really quickly. It's really great. And even though my characters are low level and really can't do enough, although my leather skinner, uh, Real Fire, was able to up her leather skinning. She can't up her um, leather working yet, but uh, she was able to up, oh, to learn some new recipes. So if you have a level 300 leather skinner, and you're not ready to go, I guess it's master leather working, you can go and get some more recipes that wasn't available at the last trainer that I went to. Um, and uh, it's just great to go on vacation there. You, there's a few things down in a lower city, but I won't talk too much about it. If you get a chance, go there. It's really awesome. And I do know some people did venture out and run to the other cities which I might try later, but it was a lot of fun. And I love Shatrath City. Oh, the other thing that happened to me was I have decided that as awesome as warlocks are, I'm really a hunter person. And maybe it's because hunter is the easy button, but uh, I had to totally spend time studying my warlock. And even though now, when you know, when I first wrote or first decided to talk about just being a hunter, I, I have subsequently learned a few things like the curse. I kept throwing different curses on the mo on my mobs. And I later on found out that you should only throw a curse once. Wait for that to wear off before you throw another curse. I was just totally wasting mana. And that really helped. And also Ashoya, who, again, I mentioned is an awesome warlock, told me that for certain mobs it was better to use the Voidwalker. I just normally assumed that once you learned how to summon a succubus, that you would always want to use a succubus because she was technically higher than the Voidwalker. But I guess the succubus is for certain circumstances, and the Voidwalker is really like a tank. Uh, the other thing that happened and I thought was kind of funny was I was in Iron Forge doing my thing, you know, with the dragon hawk hatchlings. And uh, I love the fact that I'm still making money. I, I just uh, imagined that at one point I would saturate the marketplace and would no longer be able to make money. But uh, on Belgan server, 
my T-Rex is busy selling in uh, Iron Forge. Well, somebody IM'd me and asked me where I got my hatchlings, and I thought, hmm, should I tell them? Well, then I thought, if I tell this person my secret, then they'll take away my business. So I said, uh, you can get them on the auction house. And they proceeded to say that they wanted to know because they wanted to get their own and they couldn't afford the auction house prices. And I think that if I had been on the hoard side, I probably would have been a lot nicer. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but I hate Alliance. And I guess that's just part of the whole thing. You know, remember that experiment from the 50s, the brown eyes and the blue eyes? It's funny how you can have a dislike to a group just because they're a assumed opposing faction. But uh, I told them that if you didn't have the goal to buy a non-combat vanity pet, then maybe it wasn't for you. So I didn't tell them. Maybe I should have told them to listen to my podcast. And I'm going to give out something every week that I'm going to call my newbie tip of the week. And this occurred to me that it might not be something that everyone knows about, especially a newbie. And it might be helpful to anyone starting off a new character. When I got to certain parts of doing the newbie quest, and of course, you know, once you have a few alts, you can almost do the newbie quest in your sleep. You know, kill the mana worms, get to the tower, read that plaque, get the... uh, so the belongings, do that, do kill so many uh, lynxes or uh, whatever those uh, little cats are. And uh, I got to the end of my last final quest in the newbie zone, which is getting up and getting that guy's head in the tower for Blood Elf. And I think on another, oh, on, over in Duratar when I was doing the orc troll thing, the, getting the medallion out of that cave. Instead of fighting my way back, because those uh, mobs respawn very quickly, I realized I could use my hearthstone. I'm not going to be doing using it again in another hour. I'm probably heading on to um, Senjin Village or on to um, Falcon Wing Square. So I went ahead and used my hearthstone and got home, got back and turned in my quest. Of course, if all of you have been doing that all along, you're going to be saying, oh, duh. Alt tips. Now, you know, I have a lot of alt, and it's very hard to organize them. And I found the neatest way to organize them is RPG Outfitter. It's a website in which you upload your character profile, and you, you have to download some stuff from them and then uh, add a, put on an add-on into your game. But once you do that and you upload your character profile, then all of your information for all of your alts are right there on the website. I know there's some apprehensive for some people about putting that much information, and there was some concern that they could see your ID because of the path that your uh, file takes to get to them. 
and there was one suggestion that perhaps if you really wanted to do this, use it, you might take your character profile and put it, say, on your desktop. Because, you know, when you go to, to upload your character profile, you go to your World of Warcraft folder and then your um, WTF folder, and then you go to your individual account folder for somebody like me who now has three accounts. It's going to be three different folders. And then you go into your account profile, your character profile.lua, and you upload it. There was some concern that because you can see the path name, that whom, whomever was running the site would be able to know what your login name is. But like I said, if you move that file to your desktop, just kind of do it automatically after you finish playing, then they won't have the path. They, you can just go straight to the desktop or to a separate folder, however you want to do it. But here's where this becomes invaluable for us altaholics. This happened just by coincidence. I wanted to make the spider silk boots for Aprilian, who was my level 20 alt. Now, when I brought over some alts from the Belgian server, I loaded up their bags and their bank with various stuff that I had accumulated in um, playing on the Belgian server and shipped them over with it. Sometimes, no matter what you do, I was using Character View, I was using a lot of other things, I can't remember who had what or figure out where they are. Now, some other websites might do this, but if I go to, say, um, my blacksmith on uh, Earth and Rain, and I click on one of the recipes that she has, it will tell me who has the ingredients to make that recipe. It will look in each person, each tunes bag and figure out and it knows, you know, that the tunes for a specific realm so that you're not uh, getting it confused or looking for somebody on a different server. And the other thing it does is it also tells you the difficulty levels, which is something I can never remember. It'll tell you whether or not doing this will actually give you some um, experience points or a level, or level that particular habit, or I mean particular uh, skill. <laughs> so this is just really great for me and I know that there are some qualms but I think it would be a um, a good help for anybody with alts. Of course I'm not too worried about uh, Maybe I should be, but I'm not that worried about getting hacked. My passwords are pretty secure, and ooh, I hope that's not a challenge to anybody. I do the best I can. So, okay, let's say I want to make my blacksmith true silver breastplate. I can go on this website, and I can see all the regions that's necessary. The mithril bar, the, the true silver bar, the star ruby, and the black pearl and the solid grounding stone. And then I have a list of all the my alts that have the ingredients. My bank alts, whom I always forget what they have. 
Um, and then I can just go, great, I can go in and look, log on, and have whomever has what uh, she needs to make this. And I'm looking at it now, and I have more than enough to make true silver breastplates. I just got to get some true silver bars off of a couple of other alts and send them over. And it's so easy. So um, I would like, first of all, to hear from anybody who's using Robe, rpgoutfitter.com, and uh, to get your com to let me know if you have any problems. And I'd also like to start a discussion on, you know, whether this is a good idea or whether I'm just excited about nothing. Or if there's something else that does something similar. So that's my alt tip. Uh, it also does a few guild things. And I got turned on to this because Alea Iacta-S uses it. And it, uh, oh, it also keeps track of quests. That's the other thing I wanted to point out. You can click on quests and you can see who has the same um, quest that you have. And it's really neat. It it just keeps track of so many other things. It keeps track. It says it keeps track of. It keeps track of your bank, which is nice. And um, it also keeps up with your skill level, so you can know offline. And I know I had I had suggested a different mod before. Character viewer, I think it is. And character viewer is still good. I do run both of these. Character viewer is great because character viewer can show me what someone has in game and I don't have to go out to here and I can see kind of quickly but uh, the RPG outfitter does do the thing with the telling you what the other person has or what your other tunes have for a particular uh, recipe they call it but a particular item that you might want to make let's see I do want to talk about some of the other things that I've been doing. I managed to get a mining bag. Thank you, Ashoya, on uh, the Earthen Ring. So now, um, Wari, who is my level 39 and about to ding 40 warlock, is in Crushbridge Hold. And I've talked about this on other podcasts. This is my absolute favorite place to hang out at from mining ore. And she's just been in there banging away. And it's really funny because... There's a couple of other alliance people who hang out there too, and there's just something wonderful about stealing an ore from an alliance person. And she's also, and I'm surprised by this, she's also been leveling up in there. She's gained at least a level and a half just by killing those ogres. And like I've said before, I leave her on there and I come on when I'm on break or I come on when I'm at lunch, and I bring her up. She takes out some ogres. Usually I like to clear the place out even when there's no uh, ore because that way when there is ore, I can uh, go straight forward and don't. And I've already cleared out the ogres. A um, couple of people have asked me about dual booting. Uh, well, someone asked me about dual booting on the uh, Alea Iacta S forum. So I think I'm going to be doing a special episode in which I aim a camera at my two monitors. And actually, I'm, I'm up to using three monitors now, but I'm going to just be following two monitors. And I think I'm going to show what a Aprilian and 
Adrian do their questing. They have been doing, and I'm going to go on RPG Outfitter, and the link for RPG Outfitter will be in the um, show notes. But I'm going to go on and look at these quests that they've been doing. The Perlian and Adrian have been in, in Southern Barrens. And so I'm going to do an extra podcast, a video, another video podcast, and I'm going to show exactly how it is when I run the two of them together. I do do a boot sometimes without keeping the the two tunes together. Sometimes I'm just um, on one tune, and I'll have the other tune doing something else. Like I love just bringing up our Wari and having to sit there and watch for ore. And let's see, they were in Southern Barrens. They were doing oh those Razorman Razor Main quests, including the one where they have to get the sixty. Oh, you know what? I pulled off the wrong Aprilian. That's what happens when you have the same name. I love using Aprilian on, on multiple servers, but, uh, you know, it can be confusing. It tells you so much on this website. It tells you, oh, it tells you about their talents, what they have, oh, and I find that kind of neat. It's very similar to the Army, but it gives more detail. So, Aprilian is doing, okay, she's doing Consumed by Hatred and Tribes at War, which is a level 20 and a level 21 quest by um, with uh, Ardrian in the uh, Southern Baron. So it's hitting the Razor Mains, which is, there's, they're really kind of spread out, and it's kind of funny because the ones that's closest to Camp T, Camp Truro, would seem to be the easiest. But across the road, across Southern Road, or is it Gold Road at that point, there's a bunch more that are much easier to get to. You just have to fight your way through some thunder lizards and then and some um, thunderhawk serpents, and once in a couple of hyenas. But once you get over there, there are a slew of those. Um, Razor main they're, they're, they're shaman, the, the guys that use mana, but I forget their name. But uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun running with those two guys. And Okay, it's the Geomancers, the Bristle. And you know what? I didn't even realize this. When you go into the RPG Outfitter, not only does it tell you when you click on the... Um, <laughs> when you click on... The quest that you have, it lists all your quests. It lists the quest, it lists what you're supposed to do, and it even tells you what you still need. For instance, I've done all the Water Seekers, and I've gotten all the Bristleback Thornweaver, and I just need nine more Bristleback Geomancers. How cool is that? And it also gives you a quest notepad that you can save. So I'm like really giving two thumbs up to RPG Outfitters. If they are keyloggers or they're doing anything kind of funny, I hope not, but uh, not to sound snobbish, I'm using a Mac, so I guess I'm pretty safe. So if you have any questions about uh, 
RPG Outfitters and why I like it, or any comments as to why I shouldn't like it, drop me an email at controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. And speaking of that, I'm going to go on and do email at this point. I'm very pleased to be able to say that I did get email this week. I love giving, getting email, and I hope to get some more, and I'm going to read it to you. This comes to me from STL Gamer Girl. I know how you feel about trying to explain WoW to non-gamers. I myself have a similar situation. I don't have a lot of friends, and I spend a lot of time at work. I'm also a huge fan of anime, so imagine the surprise looks I get from people when they see me reading manga manga, or watching something on my iPod. When I tell them about WoW, they have never heard of it and give me all these funny looks. I get so sick of not knowing anyone who shares my hobby. I went to Craigslist and put an ad in the Looking for Friends section. Three women have responded so far, and they all know about gaming and or anime. And I think this is so cool, first of all, that I got an email from another chick, and that she understands, because this is a response to last week's podcast, when I had the, f- the co-worker slash friend, who took who the couple that took me out to dinner for my birthday, and told me that, the woman told me that World of Warcraft and uh, online gaming was a complete waste of time. This is really cool. I'm so glad you wrote me, Gamer STL Gamer Girl. And I have to tell you, I tried that Craigslist thing, and I'm hoping to hear from somebody, too. I would love to be able to find somebody in my area who played World of Warcraft. And anybody else want to comment on me? Tell me, comment, tell me your experiences with your crazy non-World of Warcraft friends. I'd love to hear it. And that brings me to the end of email. So this brings me to closing thoughts. I want to try to focus more on alt. I want to try to focus more on alt tips. I'm going to be doing a special video podcast this week demonstrating how I do a box. And I hope you all enjoy it. I will let you know what happens on my with my two PVP people on Lathon. My second PVP is... Uh, just getting up to level 5 so it's going to be a little while. I think I'm going to focus on her a little bit to bring her up to level 15 that Trishel, my other PvP is doing. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up, I had created a Warlock Undead and I didn't really feel like doing Warlock again because it was very hard for me to do Warlock and Hunter uh, which is what I'm doing with uh, Ardvion and Aprilian on Earthen Ring. So I decided to try. Uh, well, it, it's not hard, it's just challenging. And on a PvP server, I don't want challenging, I want the easy button. So I decided to make another rogue. But I wanted to have my active character have the name Aprilian. And I had already made Aprilian as the un, an undead warlock, which I thought was kind of cool because the warlocks on the undead can do this thing where they um, scavenge the dead and they eat their flesh when they're low on health. <laughs> but 
I wanted Aprilian and I wanted Aprilian to be with Trichelle, so I wanted her to be a blood elf. What I did, and I didn't know this would happen, but I'm so glad it did. I deleted Aprilian, the, the level 4 or 5 warlock, and I right away created the level, uh, the, created the blood elf rogue named Aprilian, and I was able to get the name Aprilian back. So just small piece of information. If you have a name and you want to change your character, uh, it seems like you can delete and turn right around and create, which works out great because I would have hated to lose that uh, name. In some games, and I know I think it's, um, what game was I playing? I was playing some game. And before you could create another character with that name, you had to wait um, so many weeks to make sure that uh, there was no connotations. I guess in case somebody wanted had deleted a character and wanted to make another character, and to do and somebody wanted to make another character to copy that person's deleted character and to maybe pretend to be that person. So this was really cool. Thank you for listening. I hope to make that you like the new version of Control Out Wow. I'm sorry it's not much longer. Who knows? Maybe I can add a little bit more to it before I send this to air. I don't do a lot of editing, as you can probably tell. <laughs> maybe I should. But um, I'm going to close with this ad that I sent to the instance, and I hope they would play on their last episode of their instance podcast, but they didn't. Maybe they'll play it on the, ne play it on the next one, but I would like to get your input. Let me know what you think, and uh, thanks for listening. You've caught me killing ogres in Alterac Valley. I'm Aprilian, a confessed altaholic, and I wanted to let you know about a podcast I've put together to help me and others satisfy our urge to have and organize our many alts. It's called Control Alt Wow. There's no in-game content, because most of us altaholics never get that far, but there are useful tips on how to make the best of all those alts you just can't help yourself from creating. You can find us on iTunes or visit our website at controlaltwow.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W.com. And thanks, Andrew, Scott, and Randy, for keeping the bar of World of Warcast podcast raised high.